When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Hey guys, this week on the group chat, we are getting pretty honest about what we want to see out of this team for the last three weeks. Just a few weeks ago, they were down in New Orleans and had that Saints team yes. on the ropes. Mm-hmm. My question is, that I'm, gonna, I'm waiting to see this team answer is, it, did that loss take it out of them? But before we get into that, it's time to embarrass a member of the group chat. Matt drops a line that I don't think could have been delivered any better in the moment. The line was, um, are we not going back to the hotel? <laughs> it was more of a whisper. We have those things and so much more on this week's The Group Chat. You've been added to The Group Chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. Here at The Group Chat, we're a family. We feel that, right? Everyone here, we agree. We're a family. Shaking with heads. Yeah, we're a family here, and in a family, sometimes you have to deal with family matters, which means embarrassing a member of the family. Normally, I feel like I do a good job of embarrassing myself with some segments, so I don't feel bad when I turn that embarrassment on a member of the family. And today, we have a great story about producer Matt. Yeah, not about me or Will. It's It's definitely not about me. (laughs) We have a great story. Anyone out there that has had something happen, maybe in the first year or first moment of a job, and you just, it just went wrong. Everything went wrong. We have a moment like this for our dear, sweet producer, Matt, who already has the microphone in front of his face, so ready to, he can't defend himself. So I think maybe just clean up the story. So here we go. (laughs) We're in Atlanta, everyone. We are on our way back from Atlanta, and this is Matt's first time traveling with the team. But he has been told about the procedures of this process. And one of the biggest things that maybe people don't understand and don't know is that immediately following the game, I'm talking 59 minutes after that game ends, the buses pull out of the stadium, and they go directly to the airport where you board a plane, and you come right back home to sleep in your own bed that night. What, now, one thing I want to make sure we clarify. <laughs> Did Matt, had you ever been told that and it just slipped your mind? Or I had were been you told unaware? that so many times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know this part. Oh. He had been 
told. Okay, so he had been told. It had been made very clear that that was the process. I was maybe think that's like I think David took me aside like two or three days. My boss uh, took me aside two or three days before we left and was like, "This is what's going to happen before, during, and after." Because I was immediately going to point the finger at David and be like, "How did nobody tell him?" No, David is the most thorough and prepared person. It didn't sound like David. It did. And I wish he would. Li- I wish he was listening right now. He's sitting in the room, but he's not listening to this. I wish he was. So, um, but yes. you were told multiple times. Multiple times. Okay. So, okay. Good to know. Yes. So, Matt knows of this process, and I feel so privileged to have been sitting in the seat behind him on the bus <laughs> going to the airport. And DL, David, this boss that we speak of, is sitting across from Matt. And there's there's no one else really around us. That was about it. And you know when you pull up to an airport, or you know that you're at an airport because of the signs that are on the runway. So it'll be like a random... Or M. you see the planes. Yeah, or, or you see the planes. But what, the control tower. What, what sparked this is because it's it's nighttime. What sparked his mind to think, oh God, we're not where I think we are is there's the signs that say like m-95 like letting the pilots know where they are Mm -hmm. and how they're going and you see the runway lights Mm -hmm. and matt drops a line that i don't think could have been delivered any better in the moment the line was um are we not going back to the hotel It was more of a whisper. Because <laughs> <laughs> you weren't mo- saying that to anyone in particular. You're just oh, I was like saying, saying it to David because oh, he's, the only, David. he's the only one I trust. Because Caroline was sitting right behind me and I knew I knew she was going to laugh at me. You but can was, definitely not trust Caroline in that moment. Yeah, so I was just I was like, yes, we're not going to the hotel, right? And, and David was like, no. <laughs> now, you had probably been worrying about that for a while before saying that, right? Because like you had to realize that well, suddenly whole- we were leaving downtown Atlanta. The hotel is not this direction. Well, you guys are used to the just incredible pace that everyone's on. And I am like, the, I think I'm the only person on the trip who isn't a full-time employee. So I'm like bottom of the food chain, just not knowing what's going on. I've never been to the stadium as a fan before. I've never, yep. like it was, I hadn't been to Atlanta a couple years. It was crazy. So... Uh, we're moving really fast to get out of there, and I'm just eating my barbecue because they give you this thing of barbecue. Yeah. That was really good, by the way. So great I was barbecue. just, I was the macaroni and cheese, and the, sh- the muffin were great. I should have just noticed that everyone all day had both bags, and I only had one. Yeah, mm, that guess, was your clue. I guess because I had one bag, people didn't ask like, "Hey, where's your bag?" But yeah, I if it was one of the, it was one of those things where if I had just taken three seconds to have been like, "Okay, we're leaving very fast and very quick after the game. I should have my bags." But yeah. I did ask two people, and the fact that I can't remember who it is doesn't help my case, but I did ask two people, and I think I asked the Ooh. only two people. I was going to say one of them Intriguing. One of them was the only person that was actually going back to the hotel. Yeah. So out of the I think we tra- we travel with around 120, maybe 100 people. 120 would be a lot, but maybe 100 people. Mm. He asked the one person that was going back to the hotel. And what did you ask that person? I said, we're coming. This was in the morning before uh-huh. we had left for the stadium. I said, we're coming back to the hotel, right? And I think they thought I was asking if they were coming right. back to the so, hotel, which for them, the answer was yes. yes. And for me, it was definitely not. Mm, that's a really <laughs> tough break. I mean, I think the question is, is, who was the second person? Yeah, I don't know. The yeah. first person was Harold, I'm pretty sure. When Harold was staying yeah. behind, he actually, thank you, Harold. I don't think he listens to this, but he did, he did. He, <laughs> I don't think he listens to any of the podcasts, but. I do appreciate Definitely Harold for bringing. Even more rude. <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing back my bag, so he's not rude. Well, well he it gets better. It, it gets better. 
So not only does he realize he doesn't have his bag, the next sentence out of his mouth is, I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I realized how hilarious this story was about to become. Because DL is very much a handle-it-yourself kind of person. He's going to task you with something like these podcasts. He wants you to make it great. But then he's going to leave it up to us of what we want this podcast to be about. So he puts it on map. Call the hotel. Call the hotel and see, see see what you can do. So it is a very much, here are the consequences of your actions. So Matt's on the phone. Everyone is just, you know, it it is a very fast-paced process. So you get off the buses, you immediately board the plane, and maybe in 20 minutes you're airborne. So he's on the phone with this hotel. Now think about when you leave the hotel room and you think you're coming back. Is your bag packed? Absolutely not. Mm. Your stuff was everywhere, Everywhere. correct? It was in the bathroom, it was in the hallway. It was There's LSU the SEC championship yes, he, gear he everywhere. Also <laughs> went to the SEC championship game, which I'm just going to say wasn't the best setup for this. To be fair, did I, you feel good when you woke up on Sunday morning? Actually, yesterday when I got to the office, Mick, di- Mick was like, I'm not a doctor, but if I was a betting man, I'd say you were a little hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I was like, no. No, but. <laughs> no, but. He, he had a great weekend that really benefited more than just him because of this story. So I think you missed the best part, though. I don't think I told you. When I was on the plane, I was like on the phone, and they didn't believe it was me because apparently we didn't check out until the next day, like on paper. But they were like, this isn't the real Matt Hogan. You're still here at the hotel. And I was like, no, this is me. So they, I had to like fight them to get Harold oh, access to my room. They, they, they thought I was like faking. Stop. Yeah. That is a great moment in this story. So long story short, he ends up having to call the hotel and ask them to pack his bag. Yeah, that's You're going to have to go in there and pack the bag because I didn't. (laughs) Everything is everywhere. And then did you get your things? How did this end? Because uh, I I lost interest after I found out what really happened. I'm sure you got your things, correct? I did get my things. (laughs) They would not go in my room because of... I hadn't checked out yet, okay. so Harold had to go in there and like pick up my dirty clothes <laughs> and like put them in the, my bag. And I left my keys and my medicine. Like I left just everything I needed except for my laptop and a hoodie, which was in my backpack. <laughs> oh, this is brutal, Dad. And it was just—it was more so embarrassing. Like that's happened to me before. Yeah, you know, I've left bags places. Stop. This is a, wait. Really? This is not the first time. <laughs> well. On a trip like this, absolutely. But like, I've left things. I lose. I lose my wallet and keys every day, so I lose things all the time. I'm very unorganized. But not with an my entire things. suitcase. Or have you left an entire? suitcase? I wouldn't suitcase? rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. Wow, it's possible. Jeez, Max, Ooh. would you have packed my bags in that situation? In that yeah. situation. I mean, yeah. and and I, you would be. You would never hear the end of it. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I think I but, would have put your yeah. suitcase somewhere obscure. Getting back, there's no way I would have just walked in this room and <laughs> given you the suitcase. No way. I would have put it. Yeah. I would have put it somewhere where it was. The embarrassment would have continued for you to have to go get your bag. Did you say you've, nice. you've lost your wallet multiple times? Multiple times. This is like my ninth wallet in the last. You have like, to cancel all your cards <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, I've, I have a spare license in my, uh, oh my center gosh. console in my car. Just um, like so I, I can drive still. It gives me anxiety to think about oh all the stuff god. you'd have to do to replace. Oh my god! I, yeah, that's, yeah, you live a crazy life, man. It's, <laughs> it's a radical way to live. 
like. <laughs> but it's weird because I'm not disorganized with like my work or anything else. But sure. when it comes to like my personal items or like yeah. my apartment, it's it's pretty rough. Your apartment is not a clean place. It is now, but when I had a roommate that was also a man, it was not. <laughs> so your fiance has elevated. She your does a very good job. <laughs> yes. Good good job finding someone that would elevate. Uh, yeah, but that that's that's producer Matt for you right there. He left his bag in Atlanta. Now the good news about all of this and what makes it so funny is that it, there's a happy ending and that it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just pure embarrassment. For Matt, as he sat on this plane thinking, could this have been worse? All I want to know is, do you think I will get another invite for a trip? Not this season, but <laughs> <laughs> Not going to Indy. <laughs> don't think you're going to get on that one. I don't know. We'll talk about it. And by we, I mean DL will decide. DL will talk about it. <laughs> Your saving grace is that it is—it just affects you. Yeah, that like it's not like you were grace. late to the yeah. bus or anything. Like if you do anything to like hold the team up, then you're in trouble. Yeah, I was perfectly on but, time, but yeah, all week. this is just you and Harold. I mean, yeah, yeah. those are the only characters. Actually, in this story. I think DL may need to talk to Harold to make the decision if you're going again. So. You better be in good graces. Does Harold get a thank you card or a thank you? I got to do something. Yeah, he's, yeah, getting, yeah. he's getting something from you, man. Yeah, you do. We got to do something for him. And we, it, I mean, at least, I, although you were not alone. <laughs> you were not alone this weekend in in the not, oh, I guess suitcases were involved in this, but didn't, was it the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. The Chiefs equipment went to the wrong city. Yeah. So it went to the wrong had, state. It went to New had, Jersey. Yeah, it went to New That's Jersey. Crazy. They actually had a time cut off where they had to get it to the stadium or they would have had to forfeit the game. Wow. So thank goodness. Yeah, 40 minutes Forty minutes into the flight, it was just dead quiet, and I'm just stewing in embarrassment. And then I get a text from Caroline, and it just it's a picture of the, like, the tweet of the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was like, you're not, or she was like, you're not the only one who forgot the bags. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. I was just trying to make him feel better because we all know how that feels when you've done something and you're wondering, is everyone mad at me? Oh, I thought everybody was mad. <laughs> no one was mad. I, don't I, know. Actually, I was I was sitting next to Matt in the plane and you look pretty content. I mean, in came the the first course of food, the second oh, course of food, an ice cream bar, <laughs> then came Stop. some candy. He all was, of it? Yeah, he seemed like he was fine. I, I literally himself. as he was eating all that stuff and I said, Max thinks I am a pig. Or <laughs> it was, it, he looked like a guy who'd been on his first road trip, you know, because like when you're first on the team oh, yeah. plane, it's like, oh my God, this is a lot of food. Like I can take haagen ice cream. I can take this candy bar. I can take a bag full of chips, size, like all the grapes, bar. and he looked like like a kid who was like, so "I'm not going to say no to any of this." As bring you it, shouldn't. Bring I mean, because well, I, that might have been your only one, buddy. <laughs> so you might as well get everything you can. All the food the whole weekend was great, and they were like, "Would you like filet mignon?" And I was like, "Wow, yeah!" And they brought it, and it was like microwavable filet yeah, mignon. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah. still airplane food. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know. Just I assumed it was steak. coming out on a... Yeah, we assumed had, that Ruth Chris was <laughs> catering the... We had, like, steak and chicken at breakfast. Like, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, that the, the breakfast is... Oh, I would love... What was your favorite part? This first time traveling with the team. What was your favorite part of the experience? <laughs> now that we've ragged the on Steak you. and chicken at breakfast, obviously. That was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the stadium and being on the sidelines, uh, borrowing your phone charger, because I, I left that before I left we? to yeah. Atlanta, so... Um, no, it Wait, was, you needed a phone charger he too? He didn't even, that it. didn't even make it to it. Oh my no, gosh. I had to borrow one from Mick and then I had to borrow one from Caroline. Man. So I was, just, I don't know. 
LSU. It can only go summer. up from here. Yeah, LSU won. He's a happy man. But it can only go up from here, Matt. So. If I get an invite back, I think I'll be prepared next time. Oh, man. That's just phenomenal. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, thanks for the feature. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it all works out. Matt, congratulations on completing your first trip with the team. Uh, and let us know if you get the invite back. We can't wait for it. <laughs> but for this podcast, we are going to talk some football, not just embarrass Matt for an entire 40 minutes. And talking football right now for the Carolina Panthers, where do we rank this on enjoyable things to do just as, as a collective group? There are plenty of topics to talk about, but as far as an enjoyable? What, the this talking about it? Is just talking about Panther football right now. Where's the I, where's the I, excitement? I always enjoy talking the, the about excitement. Football, you guys, the excitement. Ooh, I mean, That's if you were if you were in the stadium in Atlanta Sunday, um, yeah, it, it was it was not exactly a, a sizzling electric atmosphere. Will, what did you think of it from from watching from the broadcast version? We did you feel the energy? Yeah, it it was. It, <clears throat> there there is a level of of conversation here in the in the Sunday crew as we call it here in the stadium. Um, in Bank of America Stadium, as we were watching the game, and yeah, it got increasingly quiet after a couple of plays. That sounds about the same as it was yeah. in, in the yeah. stadium at Mercedes Benz. It, it's not the most exciting football right now to watch. We'll be honest with you. We're going to keep it real in the group chat. But this leads to the conversation of what does this team do? And Perry Fuel was asked this week, how do you balance? the evaluating young players and looking ahead to 2020 and still having to win football games. I think that is the topic of conversation for the next three weeks for this football team. You're not going to the playoffs. There's a lot of guys that are up for contracts, big players on this team that are up for contracts after this season. You're doing this whole new regime of, you know, Ron Rivera for the past nine years. Now Perry Fuel's getting his shot. Scott Turner is getting his shot. Interviews and conversations are being had away from that coaching staff with David Tepper of finding this new head coach. So then you get into how do you evaluate the talent you have versus trying to win games because there is a fine line there. And I thought what Perry said was nice, a little bit of both. I think that's why we saw Zilstra in the game, late in the game. Um, you know, Dorch being back at, at kick return and punt return. I think that was also an experiment there. So there's a lot going on. But one thing that is exciting is puns. I think we can all get excited about a good pun. And Perry Fuel, come on, like fuel up. We already jumped on that one early. We jumped on the fuel up early. So for the exciting segment of this podcast, we're doing Perry Fuel puns. Go ahead. Who's going first? I want to hear Will's. Will's yeah, Will is excited about his. Well, so here's the thing. You guys, each week, and we've we've, we've heard y'all, sorry. (laughs) Y'all, on the podcast, we've heard about y'all's, we had an epic rant from Max a couple weeks back about, you know, kind of in the Max mentions on on Twitter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Caroline's, you know, we've we've gone into some of the things Caroline's experienced on the Twitter. Mm -hmm. So this week, I I got to experience a little bit of that on my Twitter. At Panther Stat Guy. At Panther Stat Guy. Um, And I have to say that for all of the barbs, for all of the attacks Put thought, on me. I thought you I meant thought, Barb, like Barbara or something. Yeah, like. Barb. For all, hey, Barb. Barb. all, all you Barb's, the Barb's out there, out there coming Barb's. at me in the mentions. <laughs> all the bar- there could have been a Barb. Um, when we're talking barbed wire. Yeah, all, yes. yeah, all of okay. those, Got all it. of those stinging attacks on me. I thought that 
I did a pretty good job, and I'm going to continue to do that job here on the podcast, of parrying the attacks quite well. Mm. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I missed it. So maybe it was such a good pun that I didn't catch that's it. How, that's how or good it was. Or it was such a terrible it pun. It was so good. I'm not sure what that means. Parry to ward off a weapon or attack <laughs> with a counter move. It's not bad. Parry. But wait. So that's not really a pun. That's and just also, using it in a sentence. Well, it's it's the it's the well, name, mm-hmm. but used differently. It's the same. Well, it's spelled but differently. different. Yeah. So it's a different word completely. But I, it sounds the same. It's a homonym. I want to know so why. Not a pun. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're under attack again right now. <laughs> Damn it! I'm going to know this again. I want to know why you were under attack in the first place. All right. Here's the original the premise of what I was trying to get to about football. So I was tweeting about some Christian stats. Mm-hmm. Your favorite thing to do. I mean, it's it's, it's easy. easy, and got a lot of attacks, especially after um, a certain Twitter account retweeted me about um, get him out of the game. Mm-hmm. Why is he in there? He should not play another down for the rest of the season. Why is he playing at all? Like you know, sit him down, take his pads off, get him out. Wow. And this is Christian who. Didn't, you know, obviously didn't score, didn't have, no one really had a great day offensively. Fourth quarter with three minutes left, you have the ball. He's trucking people on yeah, the that, sideline. that dude was running Ang- hard. Angry runs. Yeah. Angry runs. You know, and certainly there's a there's a level to be, you know, to be careful and to make sure you're not putting yourself out there. But he's a competitor. He's a football player. Yeah. You know, he should be angry about the way that that game and this season's going. He should want to show that. You know, he still has some competitive fire in him. I, we were listening to the Jake and Jordan podcast from last week, and one of the things Jake said was when John Fox took over the 1-15 team, one of the first things he did was looked at the last game of the year from the year before and saw who was still fighting, like who was mm-hmm. still trying, who still wanted to, to prove yep. something to themselves and their teammates and to the fans. And I think that Christian obviously is still doing that. I think there are a number of players on this team that are still doing that. And I, I want to say, I mean – Week 17, we'll see. The next two weeks, yeah, he should go out there and ball out and do his best. All these guys should. Yeah, and I mean, look, Christian is putting together a pretty spectacular season. You know, I think he wants to finish it the right mm-hmm. way. I mean, this is a team sport, but individually, Christian's got goals. Yep. He's got aspirations. And, yeah, you better believe he's going to continue to go after that. If we know one thing about Christian, every time he's on the football field, he's trying to make it count. And I think that's—I I was now on the sideline at this point— sitting next to Caroline, the game is decided, and I'm just waiting for it to end and get in the locker room for interviews. And, I mean, I was I was right there on the sideline when he trucks that dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just the way it, he got in his face afterwards, I mean, I think that's a way of Christian leading. Mm-hmm. There, it, It's very easy for guys right now to kind of just, you know, as the cliche goes, pack it in. Um, but when Christian McCaffrey's doing that, if I'm fighting for my job, I better be doing that. Yep. If if one of the, a guy who's playing at MVP level is playing like that, and I think that's kind of a way that he can lead without being a rah rah guy. It, the talk is over at this point. It's who's going to go out there and do it at this point, right? And you can count on Christian. I think he is definitely doing it on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, Luke Keekley was still pressing Matt Ryan to take a timeout late in the game because of a coverage that he switched to, and I think that's that's what you're talking about of. Yeah, you can't say anything at this point. This team's not going to the playoffs. It's going the, the team is going to look very different next year as far as just team makeup and obviously the head coach and the coaches that are in that locker room. Change is coming. 
and they're going to have to start playing for their jobs and yeah. playing for their security. And I, I still go back to, I think, in this entire process of coaching change and culture change here, I go back to a quote that Ron Rivera said in his media car wash farewell deal that he did last week, and, and he was asked, what's something that you regret? And he says not having the time or not reintroducing the culture that he did when he first got here. And then the fact that there are four, I believe they said four guys on this team, still on the team from when he took over. So that culture that was so important to his reign here and his run here is gone, and you have four guys that remember what that culture is like. That is what you're seeing play out now. You're seeing a different culture than what you know the Ron Rivera era was in the early years that he was here. And now you have the Christian McCaffrey and the Luke Keekley and the Greg Olson and those guys that get it, that were there for it and, and heard about it. Or, you know, Christian, this is who he's been. If you talk to any of his coaches from college, this this just always working hard, hard to pull back the reins. So I just think that's what you're seeing so obvious and what we're going to see so obviously in these last weeks is who's going to jump on this culture train train that is coming for this organization yeah and, and who should be left behind yeah i think that's mm-hmm. where we're trying to find you find out a lot about people when they go through something like this yes. and i think that's kind of what christian luke these guys are kind of looking around the locker room and it's like okay who's with me yep uh who's gonna be and you know you saw shaq thompson rewarded with a four-year contract extension the panthers believe he's a guy that is a core piece they can mm-hmm. build around they're, they're trying to figure out who's going to be along for this ride as they go through the next chapter of panthers football and i mean that's going to lead to some tough conversations and you know i think Caroline, the earlier point you made about Perry saying young guys versus trying to win games. I mean, like, Perry doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Perry's got to win. I mean, Perry's got no guarantee he'll be here. Right. You know, like, this is his opportunity. It's not like he can play the young guys, watch them develop, and then suddenly bear, like, the, the fruits of that labor next year. Exactly. Perry's got no guarantee he'll be here. The entire coaching staff is in that boat. So, I mean, these guys are trying to win games. From a player standpoint, it's is the locker room, and this is this is my pun: is does this team have any fuel left in the tank? And I don't, I don't. We're going to find the answer to that question these next few weeks. But in Atlanta, and Perry came out and said this yesterday, um, it was bad football. Mm-hmm. It was bad. I mean, this and the score said this, you know, told the story. Um, so it's one thing to have a few leaders who are still out there, kind of busting their tail, but. This is a team game, and if you don't have 11 guys doing it, it's going to look like it did Sunday. Um, and so I, I, that's that's the situation this team is in. Is Again, Gerald McCoy talked about in the locker room, not going to tuck our tails. We're not going to pack it in. you got to move on to Seattle, and, and we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out if this team is, is going to continue to fight for Perry, for this coaching staff, and if they're going to you know, snap this losing skit. Otherwise, this is looking, unfortunately, a lot like last year did. Yeah. Where it was, uh, you know, a, a, a slide that never stopped. Um, and obviously, they've got a tough challenge this week with a Seattle team coming in that's playing for more than just pride. Yeah. Uh, my pun is fuel up the young guys. I'm on this train of you have to see what the talent on this team is made up of, but this doesn't necessarily mean that you're trading out players. I'm on the school of thought that I don't think Will Greer should see a snap this season. I, I I think you would open him up to failure if he's put in that situation. And I think Kyle is still a young guy. I think he still has a lot of room where he can improve. 
he understands what this offense is trying to do because he's been out there this season doing it. I just don't know if I want to see Will Greer go in there and be put in this situation. So I, I think Kyle is in that young guy. I, I still think the Curtis Samuel is in that young guy. And you saw him get a handoff earlier in that game. I think those are the moments that I want to see. Not so much, you know, the, the Zilstras needing to get in there or these young practice squad guys. I don't want to see them pulled up and given a chance. There's a reason that the guys that are on the roster are on the roster. I want to see Reggie Bonifon maybe get more involved. Maybe even see if there is a practice squad guy. Maybe it's Elijah Holyfield to see what, you know, pull that guy up and see what he can do. But I, I, I think that's what this team has to do over these next few weeks. But that puts Perry Fuel and this coaching staff in an interesting dynamic of Perry even said it. If those work out, they're all geniuses. If it doesn't work out, they're a terrible coaching staff. And that, you know, he he said something along those lines in the press conference, and mm-hmm. he's right. But I almost, I, what do you have to lose at this point if you're Perry Fuel and this coaching staff? They're already on the hot seat. Normally, what happens with coaching staffs, we know if the head coach goes, there's many, many to follow. So I think right yeah. now you have to show that you can coach and, and why not get yeah. a young guy involved and show that you're willing to take the risk and, and that you've coached him up to be successful. That's what I want to see in these last three games because of who you're playing to. It's Seattle. This is the game, though, that when we looked at the last four games of the season, this is the one we have no business winning. But for some reason, we might win. Like These, these are the games that completely sure. shake up the NFL because they're all talented players out there. It's just the team that's working the yeah. best together. This is the game. That we have no business being. Well, I mean, look, they, they just a few weeks ago they were down in New Orleans and had that Saints team yes. on the ropes. Mm-hmm. My question that I'm gonna, I'm waiting to see this team answer is: it, Did that loss take it out of them? You know, that that seemed like one it, where it was like that was it just all of the air went out of the balloon in that one just because of how gut wrenching it was. Um, they haven't they haven't been able to to quote unquote bounce back from that, and maybe they will against Seattle and put together another really good performance against a playoff bound team. But that Saints game, and in the locker room afterwards, I think we said it on the show, it felt like a playoff loss. Like, it felt like it, it ended there because they had given really everything they had, suffered some major injuries, injuries throughout the course yeah. of that game, and to still come out with a loss, here we are a few weeks later, and things have kind of gone downhill from there. So that's what I'm waiting to see. Is there an uptick coming, or will that Saints game prove to have been the one that was kind of the nail in this team's coffin? And I, I think a lot has been made of the – you know, backed up on the seven, send all your blitz, and and you see, saw what happened there in Atlanta. But I think that type of attitude is the attitude that this team has to have going into the rest of this season. Yeah. Just because you haven't seen that, and that, that mindset of we can get to this quarterback before he makes a play on us is something I think this this is the – the over-the-fence moment for this team. If you can get a couple of guys to do that, I think that's where Perry Fuel was saying, if we pull it off, we're a genius. If it goes wrong, we're terrible. And I think that's, honestly, that was the most telling thing that I think Perry Fuel has said so far is, yeah, we're aware. Yeah, We know. We're talking in these meetings of how do we make a moment in these last few weeks to show what kind of coaching staff we are, the type of players that we think we have. Now, that one could not have gone worse for them. Yeah, I mean I, and the, I, the, the I, play, the comments made after right. everything was terrible. 
But I think those are the moments that I want to see this team fuel up on moments like that, fuel up these young guys, find some type of fire in these last three weeks, and win a game that you have no business winning. I think there are two on the schedule that I don't really think you have any business winning. I think number one is this weekend against the Seahawks, and I think the Saints – Depending, well, depending on what yeah, the Saints have to play, play for at that yeah. point. To play for, but I, mean, I think I, those are the two. I, I get the logic behind what Perry did on that play, too. I mean, he's trying something. Yeah. Trying to do something to just give this team a spark. And welcome to being a head coach. I mean, a play goes wrong on you, you're going to have to stand there and answer the questions about it and take the accountability. That was a call he made. It completely backfired. Um, but I understand, and I think he should continue these next few weeks to try to do that for this mm-hmm. team. Try something to clear... What what they what they've done clearly for the past five weeks now has not worked. So why not try to inject something different into the equation? And if it means being a little bit more aggressive in a situation, I don't I don't mind that aggressiveness, especially right now. I think that we, what that's what makes this team potentially dangerous for a Seahawks team is they can play that nothing to lose card in yeah. some respects and try something different and see if it catches Seattle off guard. I also want to I want to see them not only make those play calls, but then. Just have those moments where it feels like they're still enjoying playing football. Yep. I mean, That's it, been gone, hasn't it? Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta's what, a four-win team? There were three wins yeah. coming into the game, and they're out there celebrating like they won the Super Bowl when their kicker recovers a fumble. Yeah, I mean, it was you know obviously like the ball bounced to them, it felt like, and it's been bouncing right. away from the Panthers for weeks, it's felt like. But it just feels, you know, you want to just go out there and it's backyard football yeah, and, you and I want to beat the guy across from you. And I think you you're you're in control of that to a right. certain degree, right? And I think in this league, you kind of make your own luck. I mean, Eric Reed drops an interception. Ian Thomas bobbles a ball mm-hmm. that ends up being an interception. I mean, you got to make the plays yeah. if you want to have fun playing the game. You've got to make the plays and get everybody excited around you. And instead, this team it's been drops and it's been blown assignments and it's been missed blocks. And of course, it's going to look. Kind of sad out there at times instead of what Atlanta was able to enjoy Sunday, which was taking turns making plays. You got you to gotta make them. And right now this team, I just rattled off a few. They're not. Yeah. So we need the fuel. Give us some fuel injected into the veins of the Carolina Panthers for these last few weeks and give Matt some fuel to stop losing stuff. Matt. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. (laughs) We will be back next week after hopefully talking about a game that even though the Panthers may not have Are you predicting a win? You're predicting a win, I think. I'm just feel. I don't know if it'll be a win, but I feel like we will be still in the fourth quarter with something to play for. A win. Not the playoffs, but a win. I just just have this weird feeling something has to turn for this team. (laughs) And a team that has nothing to lose is a dangerous team. That's what I feel like is happening to the Carolina Panthers. They have nothing to lose. I think when they got a new interim head coach, there was still this sense of, oh, we can like prove that, you know, we're we're gonna play. We heard it. We're gonna play for Ron. We're gonna play for ourselves. We're gonna that didn't work. So now they literally have nothing. Everyone is expecting them to go out, I believe, to go out and not have a good performance. Yeah. And they're just gonna run through these last three games and everyone's on to 2020 and all these things. I think that is the exact Unfortunately, that's the exact motivation that some of these guys needed on this team. Please prove me right. All right. Because we'll find I out. just feel like it's going to be a good one. Against the Seahawks, too. You guys don't look like you agree. Will has a look on his face that just thinks you're an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot. You're I, an idiot. I think I think Sunday will I think Sunday will uh, tell us some things. <laughs>
Saturday, Sunday will tell us something. Wow. Yep. That's profound. Interesting. Guys, thanks for listening to the group chat. We will be back next week. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.